Does your vision for business match what you see happening on a daily basis? Welcome to Jim White's Circle of Success, where Jim White brings it all together. For over 30 years, Jim White has worked with organizations and individuals worldwide to help develop and implement excellence. You'll get the inside story on how to create innovative leaders from one corner of your company to the other. Get everyone on your team contributing to the bottom line. Keep building revenue even when the economy and your customers have flatlined. And more. Jim White's Circle of Success Radio covers it all, from communication to contract negotiation, from personal fulfillment to revving up cash flow. It's not about theories. It's about showing you what works and how to make it work for you. And now, here's your host, Jim White. Good morning, everyone. This is Jim White, and we're coming to you live from Carmel, California, on this beautiful, beautiful Saturday morning, uh, October the 1st. Can you believe it? October the 1st, 2011. Boy, this year is really, really moving by. Um, we got a fantastic show for you today. And it's also a show that is somewhat uh, heartbreaking in its nature. Uh, The title of the show is The Tragedy of Domestic Violence. When we look at the leading cause of injury to women in the United States, uh, what is the leading uh, cause of injury to, to women in the U.S.? And I might say around the world, but for now, for the show of the day, we're going to kind of focus on some U.S. and specifically in, in California, our home state. But we certainly are not uh, immune, or the globe is not immune to domestic violence. And if you had guessed that uh, car accidents uh, would have been the leading uh, source of injury, uh, you would you would have guessed wrong. In fact, more women are hurt by their partners than any other kind of accident. 42% of murdered women are killed by their intimate partner. Astounding. Astounding. Every year, more than 6 million women are abused by their romantic partners. And women are not the only ones affected, children, and even men, yes, even men, can be the victims of domestic violence. Law enforcement and women's shelters have seen a recent increase of cases of, of domestic violence and, 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 and note an alarming increase in the severity of these crimes, they point to uh, the bad economy and more stress as a result of the bad economy on relationships of all kinds. When I read these words on September the 29th, which uh, if you uh, tuned into the show on Thursday evening, uh, which happened to be my birthday, September the 29th, right? I read an uh, article in the in our local uh, Monterey County Weekly newspaper, and this article was authored by uh, Bill Monning. Uh, Bill is a California Assembly member, which represents the 27th Assembly District in California. I read this article, and I knew that uh, the show for October uh, today had to focus on this topic. I did not know at that time, uh, I must admit, that that October was, in fact, uh, the National Domestic Awareness Month. I did not know that until I read the article and started doing more research. As I started uh, to do more research, uh, I, I I was saddened. And... I could not help but go back to some of the things that we talked about on Thursday night's show where we were talking about the unemployment rate in the United States. Uh, I I recall quoting uh, 
from the national or, or the federal level where they said 13 million people were officially unemployed, yet they go on to say that uh, 24 million were uh, actually unemployed. I still don't understand the difference between the two, but it's, I'm, I'm going to make an assumption that we have 24 million people unemployed. Well, as you know all too well, that if we do not provide an opportunity for individuals to provide a quality of life for his or her family, that's going to create stresses. Now, even in the best of times, domestic violence is a big issue, and especially uh, domestic violence against uh, women and, and, and children. We're going to dig into some very staggering uh, statistics momentarily. But it all goes back, in my mind, to leadership and the lack of a national vision of being able to develop programs and incentives so we can put people to work now. I am not suggesting that if if we if the unemployment say comes down to one percent from its current nine and a half percent you know depends on what numbers you look at that domestic violence will go away. It will not. It's with us. It unfortunately uh, people uh, when they are born. And, and you've heard me talk about this in the past. If you know nothing but violence, violence is going to beget violence. If you if you if you don't know any better, so we've got to break the cycle. We must break the cycle of individuals abusing others, where it's from uh, across the waters. The way we solve uh, disputes is to start shooting people. We have got to stop that, right? And that's one of the global opportunities that we have globally. All citizens from all walks of life, all cultures, we have an opportunity. A lot of people said, well, Jim, that's a very bold vision. Yes, it is a bold vision. And my bold vision is for one uh, globe living on purpose and in harmony. And I get a lot of emails uh, and, 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 and a lot of comments on our websites. Uh, well, that's somewhat naive, Jim. Well, I'm going to remain naive, but I'm going to continue to uh, promote the message of one world living on purpose. And if we do that, it's, it's going to create uh, a financial abundance, a, a spiritual and physical health and relationships and mental health abundance. In order to do that, we've got to make sure that all citizens has an opportunity, opportunity to provide for their family. Okay? We do. Now, again, not to beat this dead horse, but as you can tell, I'm, I'm going to. Uh, it, it goes to it goes to leadership. Now, I am going to run through some some very uh, sobering, sobering statistics, and I'm I'm, I'm going to ask you to bear with me as we as we look at this. And I would encourage you, if you have something to share on this topic, uh, you can do so by calling 619-768-7298. Let us hear from you. And you can also uh, email us uh, through the site, uh, make comments, any way. But this subject is so critical that we got to continue to bring awareness awareness to it, and once again, I am going to thank uh, Assemblyman Munning uh, for bringing this. Like I said, this article touched my, touched my heart, and I, uh, I, I appreciate it. Uh, 
So, in 2000, September the 15th in 2010, uh, I'm going to talk about some surveys that were done. And we need to hear these numbers. 97 out of 106, or 92% of identified Local domestic violence programs in California participated in this 2010 National Census of Domestic Violence Services. So we, we had a good participation to be able to determine actually what's going on out in, 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 the, uh, out in the communities. Now, the following figures represent this information provided by 97 participating programs about services that are provided during the uh, 24-hour survey period. So just giving you some background where these numbers came from, okay? I know it uh, can be somewhat uh, difficult, especially radio, uh, to hear all these uh, numbers. But uh, but we got to put it in perspective as to what it is. And like I said, unless you know what it is, uh, you, don't, you can't do anything about it. So you got to recognize the problem before you can actually develop a solution, okay? So... In this period of the survey, there was 5,261 victims served in this one day. Just this time, they were you know that they were doing the survey. Now, 2,889 domestic violence victims found refuge in emergency shelters or transitional housing provided by the local violence programs. Now, I might add. In the state of California, I think it's about, uh, what, 20 million? Uh, that's been cut from the budget. Uh, and if I'm wrong on that number, please correct me. Uh, been cut from the budget to support these programs. Well, we are in such need for so many programs, right? Uh, You've heard me talk about for weeks and weeks, and we're going to continue to drill down on this subject, the need to be able to have a long-term highway funding bill, uh, the the need to fix and correct our infrastructure, and the amount of money that's required to do this, in addition to all the deaths and, 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 and the costs to our citizens of the United States, and, and especially in our larger metropolitan areas. And then we compound this, that you know, one of these things that's very seldom talked about, uh, is this carryover into domestic violence. And this domestic violence thing in a, in a bad economy is, uh, is, is, is serious. Nor is there any excuse for it. So we must, we must, and I'm going to quote, create a zero tolerance mindset. Mindset, excuse me. And this is I'm reading from the article. So a great article. Now, I am going to drill down some more from some charts. You can tell I'm, I'm, I'm quoting some actual charts here, and it just mind-boggling. Uh, services provided by local programs. This was on a one-day period in September. I know it's about a year old, but it's the most current data that we have. Emergency shelters, uh, including the hotel and safe, 87% uh, of the need was for uh, emergency shelters. Uh, and then bilingual uh, advocacy, uh, 62% need. So it just goes on and on and on to reinforce how severe this process is. On that one day, there was a uh, 614 incidents that were unmet requests for services that could not be met. Uh, Many programs uh, reported a critical shortage of funds and, and staff to assist victims in need of services. So when you are living in a situation of domestic violence, and if you do not feel that there is a alternative or a or any recourse, uh, yes, we have the courts that will do uh, restraining orders, which are just absolutely hogwash in my opinion, even though the intent is good. Uh, but making these things stick is a, is another 
another issue. Now, they're short, short of funding. Now, in this uh, month of October, I would encourage you to uh, go to what we become. <laughs> Google's our world, right? Or Yahoo, or whatever other search engine that you choose. Uh, but find a program in your local community and get involved in that program. Uh, you may not have the uh, hard currency to support it, but there's many ways to support uh, in, in these programs. And I also want to emphasize that this is not the only need that we have. We have so many needs. And when we look at the number of individuals that are incarcerated uh, in, our, in, in, in our penal system uh, and how much it costs uh, to do this, this goes back to my concept that we've got to uh, start breaking the cycle. And to be able to do that, we've got to start dealing with uh, uh, values, family units, being able to have a job, role models, leadership, and leadership from the highest, highest office all the way down. Sometimes I wonder if the uh, representatives that we send to uh, to our uh, either local town or county or state or federal really have a concept of the real issues other than uh, staggering uh, statistics such as I'm giving. I'm, I'm just giving very dry, which is not very appealing or very inspirational, <clears throat> but factual, factual, excuse me, that's what live radio is all about, when you have a cough, you have to cough, so uh, pardon me. So as I was saying, for the, our representatives to be able to connect to the hardship uh, looking at all of the uh, psychology associated with domestic violence. Then we can take it a step further uh, is, is, is talk about, use the word uh, terrorism. Uh, the 9-11 incident, for example, uh, those in a lot of ways is uh, domestic and international violence. Whatever word you put on it, it's an issue. And like I said, until we start really focusing on uh, job creation, uh, family development, and giving people an opportunity uh, for assistance in the way of necessary therapy that's required, and uh, therapy is not a bad thing. Therapy is a good thing. I know there's a stigma uh, associated with therapy, it's not it's necessary. We got some very talented healthcare professionals that are prof uh, that are absolutely dedicated to helping people in these circumstances. Anger, anger, uh, and uncontrollable rages in anger. Uh, that's uh, that anger and uh, and and how we deal with that. Uh, that's always, you know, I'm, I'm a type A personality. Uh, I come from a very dysfunctional uh, family in childhood myself. A uh, lot of abuse uh, myself. I've, I've experienced a lot of abuse as a child uh, from my father and others. Uh, that's created in, in my teen years. A lot lack of self confidence uh, and uh, sometimes of the intimacy and 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 it's something that uh, I have been working on for sixty three years and I continue to work on the abuse is horrible there's no 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 excuse for it whatsoever now 
when we look at the need uh, and talk about uh, the uh, domestic violence, I am going to continue to drill down on some sobering, sobering uh, numbers, okay? So just, uh, just bear with me. Okay. Now, abuse in California. Uh, and I'm going to go to the uh, different studies to just highlight that 40% of California's women experience physical, intimate partner violence in their lifetimes. 40%. Now, male lifetime uh, information is not readily as available as the female. But as I said, males can also be victims of domestic violence. Just not a uh, female gender issue. It's a male gender and female. Both are victims of domestic violence. Now, the same study found uh, that younger women between 18 and 24 years of age were significantly more likely uh, to be victims of physical intimate uh, partner violence than older groups. 18 to 24 women uh, had a tendency uh, to be, have, have more significance of, 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 of violence. Now, these studies also revealed statistically uh, higher rates of intimate part of violence among women who had been pregnant, pregnant in the last five years. So it, it's interesting as we look at these numbers and these staggering statistics about domestic violence. Now, Latinos and Intimate partner violence uh, is also a huge issue, huge issue. Now, teen dating, since we have um, uh, a um, junior in high school and uh, uh, and then college, uh, 19 and 21, 22-year-olds, uh, teen, teen dating violence is a big issue. And for all parents... You need to recognize and you need to be able to have these uh, discussions, uh, not only with your males, but your females. We need to have the discussion about uh, uh, sex. We need to have the discussion, as I say, no means no. We certainly need to have a discussion uh, with our young uh, young men and teens, uh, teaching them uh, respect for women. I have a huge respect for women. However, I will say, over the years, I have made so many mistakes choosing partners that has caused me grief for years, and it doesn't seem to stop. My choices, my choices, and sometimes I step back and I say, why is that? So I look at my own stuff as well. I am not, uh, I, I'm not excluded. I'm not immune from this. So I'm saying to you, looking you, uh, <laughs> if I could see you looking you in the eye, uh, talking to you, that we all must be aware of our stuff and our baggage, as my friend uh, Dr. Rick Moss uh, referred to. What's in the basement? Get it out. So, as we continue to look at the uh, teen dating violence, uh, the physical dating violence was reported with ninth graders uh, and five over almost six percent of the ninth grader population in the United States, and up to eight to nine percent for eleventh graders uh, among students and boyfriend and girlfriend uh, in eighth grade. I mean, it's it's just staggering. So we've got to make sure that uh, as parents, uh, 
as 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 guardians and as leaders. Uh, and and I use the word leader because it it does require leadership, uh, and it requires character. It requires having that tough discussion with, and also in all of these schools, uh, having that zero tolerance policy, and for the young women to be able to uh, have a right to say no, and like I said, uh, the sexual abuse and uh, physical abuse from boyfriends is, 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 is just horrible. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit before we take, before we take a break here, a uh, uh, little bit more about uh, homicides, domestic violence homicides. Now, according to uh, California's Department of Justice, Criminal Justice uh, Statistics Center 3, there were 113 domestic violence fatalities, and this is current numbers we have, we're talking about in 2008, and most recent years for the data that's available. Uh, this accounted for 5% of all homicides in the state of California. So as we bring these numbers, it's, it's, it's to bring them to the surface to say how critical this issue is. Now, of the 113 domestic violence homicides in 08, 99 of the victims were females, 88%, and 13, well, excuse me, 14 were males, or 12%. So we still, the female is, is still uh, the highest risk uh, category. Now, Domestic violence-related calls to uh, law enforcement agencies. Uh, once again, according to the Department of Justice uh, in California, uh, there were 174,649 domestic violence-related calls for assistance. Once again, in 2007, of these calls, 40%, 40% involved the use of weapons. So once again, we got to make sure uh, that goes back into gun control, and that opens up a whole can of worms within itself, right? But we got to make sure uh, that we are uh, doing the doing the right thing. And like I said, that's another show within itself. So I'm just going to pass on by that, and we'll re- revisit that at another time. Now. I want to talk just a little bit more as leading to the national statistics. Now, one in six women and one in 33 men have experienced an attempted or contemplated rape, according to the U.S. Department of Justice. Now, this is a big deal. Big deal. Three women are killed by a current or former intimate partner each day in America. On average, this is worth repeating, three women are killed by a current or former intimate partner each day. If you are having an issue in a relationship, if you have a tendency uh, for a quick fuse and going into those rages, you need to remove yourself from from that space, if you will. Step back. Be aware and also not to be, uh, not, not to tolerate. There's many, many forms. In addition to the physical abuse, there's also the uh, mental abuse. And by not being able to provide for your family and the stresses that that creates is a form of uh, domestic violence in my view. That's the reason I am so passionate about this subject. And like I said, if we get to a point where we have zero uh, unemployment in the United States, that's where we need to be. So that requires that we're addressing all ethnic all, all ethnic groups, right? 
So even if we're there, we know that we're still going to have domestic violence. But one thing for sure, if everybody has an opportunity to uh, provide uh, for their family, and if we start going forward uh, and developing uh, solid family units uh, in a eliminating and cutting down on the divorce rates and single family units, uh, these things uh, will certainly help in domestic violence. Now, we have a huge, huge job to accomplish all this, right? Yes, we do. But the opportunity is ours to embrace, to embrace that we can, we can. And for all of you uh, males that have a tendency to have a uh, short fuse, I, I would encourage you to look yourself in the eye and say, yes, I do. Like I said, I have a short fuse. I am you know, a type A, uh, constantly working on things. But from a violent standpoint, I would have to say, never. Never in a hundred years have I ever resorted to that to any type of part ever. I have such, but at the same time, words words can be as as damaging as sometimes as the physical abuse. So we need to be aware of that. So we need to get a break in here. I want you to think about uh, some of the things that we talked about so far in the uh, uh, f- first segment. And we're going to come back and we're going to dig down on uh, some more numbers. And I'm also going to um, uh, go in and maybe give some, uh, uh, do a little teaching, if you will, uh, from um, an article that I written that I wrote some time ago. It's called Forgiveness, and maybe give some steps of some things that we can do. Because remember, the mission of our show is to inspire and to educate and to give strategies and do a call of action, right? So by bringing awareness to this domestic violence, I then want to uh, spend the last segment uh, of, of the show talking about some things that we can do. And the topic is forgiveness, how to let go of grudges and bitterness. This is a step one uh, to start dealing with some of the uh, anger issues and uh, so like that. So we're so we'll do some teaching and uh, we'll still take questions. If anybody wants to call in and comment or share a story or a suggestion or anything that you've experienced, you can still do so at six one nine seven six eight seven two nine eight. And we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. This segment is brought to you by What's My Purpose Life Mastery Course. Looking for clarity of purpose? What's My Purpose Life Mastery Course can help you define your goals and vision. Start living your life on purpose. Living on purpose is about joy. Living on purpose is about intention. Living on Purpose is about personal transformation and continued growth. What's My Purpose Life Mastery Course 2.0 helps you address finances, relationships, spiritual growth, physical and mental health. You'll reclaim your personal power and get your life on track to attain true success. Learn more at whatsmypurpose.com. Thank you, and we're back. You're listening to Circle Success Radio. I'm your host, Jim White. And as we said prior to the break, uh, we're going to do a little teaching, if you will, uh, during this segment, and we're happy happy to take your questions. But as I was preparing for the show, and I I put in hours and hours and hours, uh, I just think it's uh, uh, such a privilege uh, and, and a pleasure uh, to be able to share with you. 
And I want to take this opportunity to thank everyone around the world for continuing to uh, listen to the show, and uh, its popularity is really increasing. And I'm I'm honored and I'm humbled, and thank you for uh, for your support. So, the article uh, forgiveness, how to let go of grudges and bitterness. Um, when someone you care about hurts you, right? You can hold on to that grudge. Uh, and the resentments and the thoughts of revenge. Or you can embrace the forgiveness and move forward. Right? Nearly everyone has been hurt and some by some action or word by another. Everyone. Except words are powerful. They're cutting. They can be as painful as any physical abuse. Maybe it was your mother, you know, speaking from the female perspective, that criticized your parenting skills, right? We, as human beings, we're, we're, we're fast to criticize or to judge. Unfortunately, uh, that's part of our DNA, how we're wired. But if we can be aware and and have a constant journey of improving oneself, we have an, an opportunity. But it's work. Uh, a friend has gossiped about you. Uh, the peer pressure, uh, fashion, uh, automobiles of uh, for the teenagers and young adults. Keep it up with the Joneses. Maybe your partner uh, had an affair. These wounds, I say wounds, can leave you uh, with lasting feelings of anger and bitterness, even vengeance. These things occur. You can hold resentments. Uh, you can remember things. I remember things, uh, you know, as as a kid. And I remember uh, a neighbor in talking about uh, violets. And I don't know what's compelling me to share this today, but I am compelled. You know, I was physically abused, sexually abused when I was seven years old. I don't think I've ever shared that with anyone. No, it's not true. I've shared it with my wife, Lauren. But never before. This is the first time. Seven. And uh, so it's the things that I do. And as a young man, and uh, uh, when I went into the uh, Army, I had to prove and I had to know. So it it, it does have an effect. So uh, I don't know what compelled me to do that, but uh, there it is. It's out there. And hmm, don't know what to think about that. So anyway, once again, live radio. But if you don't, if you don't know, uh, if you don't know how to practice forgiveness, you may be the one who pays most dearly. And I know that to be true. By holding things back and holding things in, and if you're not practicing, it's hurting yourself more than someone else. As these things build up, and as my uh, uh, friend uh, Dr. Rick Moss said, is, is we, we build these these baggages into subconscious. It just builds, and we grow, and we grow. So yet, at age 63, I just shared with the world a sexual abuse that occurred at seven. Okay? And I've been dealing with that myself for all these years. Okay? Now, you may be, and I'm still thinking about me sharing that, okay, so bear with me. And by embracing forgiveness, uh, you embrace peace, hope, 
gratitude and joy. Those are the things. In addition to the ability to provide for your family. Those are the things that we're looking for. Is peace, hope, gratitude, and joy. And to be able to share that with a in an intimate way with that special someone. We all need to be loved. We all need to have intimate relationships. So I am going to continue to drill down my favorite work, if you know now, on some some just highlights of my forgiveness article. I am going to post this forgiveness article on our blog, uh, cosradioblog.com. So I'll try to get that up by uh, tomorrow, Monday to latest, so you can look at the whole article. So what is forgiveness? There is no one definition of forgiveness. But in general, uh, forgiveness is a decision to uh, let go of resentments and thoughts of revenge. Forgiveness is the act of untying yourself, untying yourself from thoughts and feelings that bind you to the offense committed against you. So sharing what I did, maybe after all these years, that's going to unbind me from that sexual abuse that occurred to me when I was seven. You can reduce the power these feelings uh, otherwise have over you so that you can live a freer and happier life in the present by addressing these issues. So whatever your issue is, it's okay. And the great thing about these uh, domestic violence programs, and, and and continue to have an awareness from it. Some of the teaching, uh, we have dedicated professionals are there to help you. But my part in that is to bring awareness and to do a little teaching on things that I know that work. Because this is what I what I do for a living. Coach and mentor in my What's My Purpose Life Mastery course and everything that we do is to help people's life become better. This is how we make our living. And we are honored and, 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 and we do it with passion. Okay? Now, forgiveness can also uh, even lead to uh, feelings of understanding, uh, to uh, empathy and compassion for the one who hurt you. No. Does forgiveness, or forgiving someone, I should say, mean that you are forgetting or condoning what happened to you? Absolutely not. No way. No how. Forgiving isn't the same as forgetting what happened to you. It's not. The act and the hurt or offended you that may always remain part of your life. As you can tell, uh, the emotion attached to this, because I'm still thinking about what I just announced to the world. (laughs) So (laughs) bear with me. Uh, As I'm going through that, I'm thinking, wow, did I do that? Did I just just do that? Yes, I did, for the world to hear. Uh, But forgiveness can... Lessen its grip on you and help you focus on other positive parts of your life. We're no different than the other Americans that has been uh, challenged by this economy. We've been hurt and is like everybody else. And the thing about it, if we want to admit it, yeah, we, we we've been hurt. 
were no different. Uh, different severities of hurt, financial, uh, financial. I mean, every, every aspect of this economy is affecting us, us as a uh, as a family, uh, as a citizen. And I hope that as we continue to move into the 2012 uh, presidential election cycle, I just hope that we can move forward, and I know I'm going to get a lot of emails on this, and understand it, why you want the job to become our next leader of the free world and to understand the responsibility that comes with that. We need bold leadership to paint a compelling vision. We need to be able to break down the barriers and for each elected official, read the blog on forgiveness and whatever acts you have to grind Bear it. Get rid of it. Forgive it. Move on. Do not allow your ego to impede the putting the American people back to work, which will help mitigate this domestic violence issue. Because if we continue to have the unemployed and you you put people in the corner they're going to do what they need to do in order to provide for their family. What is it about that you don't understand? You cannot paint people in a corner and expect them to tolerate it from ever. You cannot oppress people. Look what's going on in Libya, Syria, and other places around the world. Look what's going on in our own backyard. And the Salinas, San Jose, California areas, and other metropolitan areas as it relates to drugs, gangs, gangs, violence. These things are part of an eroding culture. So we've got to make sure that we are out and, and we're talking about forgiveness and introducing people uh, as we have our uh, newborns, bringing them into an environment, of a loved environment, with uh, uh, direction and leadership from parents. Now, forgiveness also doesn't mean that you deny the other person's responsibility for hurting you. It took me forever, and I've been criticized uh, for many, many years. Because, like I said, I came from a dysfunctional uh, family. Uh, went at ten, went to live with my father. Uh, taught me a lot, but he was very abusive. And I just decided that uh, I wasn't going to have any part of that. So I've been criticized. Uh, my father was uh, physically abusive to me. Uh, on numerous occasions, fist fights, I mean, you name it, physically abused. And I chose to separate myself from that uh, from that family, from that abuse. And I have uh, come to forgiveness, and that's some of the uh, inspiration that when I uh, started to study uh, psychology and the, you know, what makes people tick and uh, why you do what you do, and understanding the brain and uh, uh, DNA and the difference between cultures. And Lula's forgiveness article is based on that from true experience that helped me. Each and every time I teach a class, uh, I become more healthy uh, by forgiveness. Writing and talking about it and sharing and being open and, and being vulnerable making yourself, laying yourself out there to be vulnerable. So, you cannot uh, 
forgive the person without excusing the act. Now, once again, and the we got about uh, nine nine minutes or so left in the program today. And what are the benefits of forgiving someone? Uh, it's, it's look at it from a research, from a science standpoint. Uh, and, and research have recently uh, become interested in the study and the effects of being forgiven and and being uh, unforgiven and forgiven, I should say. Evidence is mounting that holding on to a grudge and bitterness results in long-term health problems. It does. Forgiveness, on the other hand, offers numerous benefits. And I'm going to go through some of these health benefits uh, that forgiveness uh, is good for you. And by practicing this forgiveness, uh, my hope and my wish is that it's going to start cutting down on the domestic violence. So by practicing forgiveness, uh, it's you know through research and medical research, uh, we know that. It's going to lower the blood pressure. We know this. Uh, it's going to be stress reduction. Uh, less hostility. That's what we're talking about. Hostility and domestic violence. It's going to be less hostility by practicing forgiveness. And better anger management skills will come by the practice of forgiveness. The lower heart rate. Heart rate will come down by practicing forgiveness. Lower risk, and this is the whole thing, alcohol and substance abuse by practicing forgiveness. Which, if we practice forgiveness, and if it's going to reduce the uh, uh, addictions or not add to the addictions and, and reduce the alcohol, because, like I said, you paint people into a corner. They're going to do things, so they've got to have an escape. Some people can cope better with stress than others. So a lot of people turn to alcohol and other substance abuse, and a lot of the domestic violence uh, re- uh, occurs a lot of times when we have this partner, male or female, that is under the influence of some abusive substance. Then if you add that to a normal uh, uh, high uh, type A personality that's carrying a lot of anger as a result of something that's occurred in childhood, uh, so these things are going to come together and they're going to, well, I'll use the word, perfect storm, if you will. Now, it also by practicing forgiveness, uh, Depression symptoms are going to be less. Look at all the benefits that you can get by doing this. Like I said, I'm going to post this on the blog. I'll get it, print it off, read it, share it with your partners, share it with your uh, your children as early as you can. Start early. Start early. Early, early, early of sharing this. Okay. The anxiety symptoms. Now, these are from medical studies from Mayo and Rochester University and other major highly respected U.S. uh, researchers that are dedicated to making people's life better through health. And I certainly have a respect for all of the professions that do that. Practicing forgiveness will also... Uh, reduce the chronic pain. We are an energetic people. We're just full of energy. Your bones and your joints and all of these things ache. And they ache because you're holding on to anger and, and it really affects the body. Right? So, also by uh, practicing forgiveness... Uh, can develop more friendships. And one 
healthier relationships. Healthier relationships as a result of practicing forgiveness. And greater, I'm going to use the word uh, spiritual uh, well-being, grounded in some journey and belief system, and just improving your overall uh, psychological well-being. Now, we listed just a host of benefits that will benefit you if you will practice the art of forgiveness. And especially in this month of October and the Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and in the earlier part of the show, we went through some very dry, sobering statistics about domestic violence. And we also talked about uh, the need for funding and more support for these programs. And I also, and I think I've uh, uh, shared this three or four times now, but uh, uh, just think uh, uh, Assembly Bill Monning for this wonderful article that inspired me to do the show today. So, in the remaining time that we have, we've got about three minutes, uh, I'm just going to but why do we hold grudges and become resentful and unforgiving? Well, I'm going to end on these uh, these words. The people most likely to hurt us are those ones that are closest to us. Our partners, our friends, our siblings, our parents. When someone we love and trust, whether it's a lie, betrayal, rejection, abuse, or insult, it hurts us, and it can be extremely difficult to overcome. And even minor offenses can turn into huge conflicts. Then we add the complexity of the unemployment for especially for the male from the beginning of a hundred thousand years ago. The hunter. Those genes are still there. And if you get up every day and you're knocking on the doors and you're trying to find work to be able to provide just the basics, security, shelter, and if that's not out there, it's going to start to erode at your being. So, as you heard, we have 90 seconds left in the show. I want to say I appreciate everybody's uh, participation, and I appreciate everyone that is working so hard and so diligent uh, at eliminating or mitigating uh, the domestic (laughs) violence. And I want to thank you for uh, being with us today. And we're going to be back uh, next Tuesday at 6 o'clock as we're now going to three shows a week. So we're looking forward to that. And we really, really want to um, get everybody's participation, everybody's participation. If you have some subject you'd like for us to address, uh, send it to us. Email Jim at jlyinternational.com. And we have some uh, very exciting guests uh, upcoming on the show. And so we're excited about that. So this is Jim White saying, make a great day. And we'll talk to you uh, Tuesday. Make it a great day.
You've been listening to Jim White's Circle of Success Radio. Please visit our website, jlwhiteinternational.com. Join us next time as Jim White brings it all together on Jim White's Circle of Success Radio.